Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to the Wholeness Journey course. I'm excited about this course. Uh, for those who don't know, I just came out with my eighth book called The Wholeness Journal. I'll go ahead and show that graphic now. It's available now on Amazon. This uh, uh, book or resource is filled with tools. Uh, worksheets and articles that really help you process your current level of wholeness and your ability to hold what you're holding now or what you desire to hold. So go ahead and get that book because it's going to be very uh, uh, essential for this course. And I'm excited about the card game that comes with it. It's available now also on my website, IamUnplugged.com. So this uh, course was designed um, to help you to assess your level of wholeness and to assess your ability to either hold what you're holding uh, currently better or to position yourself to hold what you want to hold. But for those who's coming in live, come on in. Let me know. I just want to make sure I communicate with all those who are joining me later. Those who are watching for the very first time, my name is Josh Rezzi. Also, known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. And after watching this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe. I like his course. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. And uh, I would love to be your coach here online. But for those who's been rocking with me for a long time, all the way back 14 years ago, all the way back to the purpose of singleness book and resources, I want to say thank you all so much for trusting me um, with this stage of your life. This course, now to make sure I may be very specific, this course is not just for singles. It's for teens, singles, and couples, whether dating or married, um, because no matter what, all of us are holding something, but we got to make sure that we hold well. Let me see who's in here. We got Megan. Thank you. So excited to catch you live. Thank you. We're glad to have you. Yvette Kelly. She says, good morning, coach. Good morning to you too. Shannon Craig says, hello, coach, and wholesome fam, that wholeness family. That's right. We the wholeness fam. I love that. And Ariki says, your teachings literally help heal me. May the Lord bless you and your wife exceedingly abundantly. Thank you so much, Ariki. I really appreciate this. So go ahead. If you already got your books, I know I already released, uh, I released a book about a week ago. And so some of you all are, uh, the books is coming in the mail. But no worries. If you go to the description box of YouTube specifically, you'll see the link uh, for your uh, notes. Um, go ahead and download that worksheet, that note. Thank you, Andre, for your donation. I really appreciate that. Super chat. I really appreciate all those who have been generous um, to me and my wife over the years in regards to the resource that we develop and the purpose that God wants us to feel. God's girl says here, good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, girl. Good to see you. Let's get right into it. I think I said everything for the preliminary things, but let me get right into the course flow of phase one. We are now in phase one of our course, and we're going to go for the next eight weeks or so in this phase. So you see, number one is the introduction of wholeness, completeness, and lacking nothingness out of James. Uh, part two would be completed to complete and compete. Uh, number three, we're going to be talking about in God, I lack nothing. Uh, four, week four or so, depending on how we flow, we're going to be talking about the process to obtaining and sustaining wholeness, completeness, and lacking nothingness. And week five, we're going to be talking about spiritual mathematics and how to count it all joy. Uh, week six, we're going to be talking about undesirable meetings or what, it, what how to um, navigate uh, uh, various trials so that we can become versatile. Uh, week seven or so, we're going to be talking about how to develop our faith as a muscle. And week number eight or so, we're going to be talking about the productiveness of patience. So I want to make sure that I got you all 
at least aware of what we're going to be going through in phase one. And after phase one and phase two, we're going to be talking about, do you literally match what you hold, um, desirable holdings, current holdings, and, and such. So let's get right into our scripture for the day. And, and we're going to be, uh, what the scripture for the course per se is James chapter one, verses two through three. Um, the verse says this, count it all joy, my brothers or sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces patience and let patience have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So this verse is going to be our main verse uh, for the course per se, but definitely for phase one. And I'm not going to, uh, the preacher in me wants to divulge in this, but I'm in teacher mode now. So let's get right into the course. Now, uh, it might be too small, but let me make it big for you. Um, the goal is to be whole. Here it is. Here's our goal for this phase of the course. Here's our goal. The goal is to be whole so that we can hold well. That's the goal. The goal is to be whole. And for those who's watching right now, share this. Help us get this material out. I know this, this material is going to bless and help a lot of people. So do me a big favor. Share this link on all your social media platforms. Share this with friends and family. Um, and also share this book as a resource. Uh, uh, because I really do believe in, as we navigate the future, we got to make sure are we capable to hold and are we whole enough to hold. Let's get back to the goal. The goal is to be whole so that we can hold well. Our other goal is to obtain and sustain wholeness, completeness, and lacking in nothingness. Here are some questions that I want you to think about as we navigate this course. What do you want to hold? Who or what must you be whole, complete, and lacking nothing for? Next question is, how could not being whole, complete, or faith in that you lack nothing hinder you from holding blank? Next question is, are you sure that's what God wants you to hold? Are you sure that's what God wants you to hold? And throughout this course, these questions you'll see, we'll be answering uh, uh, various kinds of ways. And so I just want these questions to settle in your spirit a little bit so that you're able to see, okay, uh, uh, now I'm getting it. Uh, uh, am I legitimate enough to hold what I want to hold? Okay. So question number one, what do you want to hold? Number two, who or what must you be whole, complete or lacking nothing for? No, uh, next question is how could not being whole, complete or faith in that you lack nothing hinder you from holding? And next one is, are you sure, positively sure, that's what God wants you to hold. Next point. In order to hold whatever it is that you want to hold or currently holding as a teenager, as a single person, as a married man, married woman, or dating individual, in order to hold whatever, you must be perfect or whole and complete, lacking in nothing. My next point before I go to my next slide is this. Most of the things we want to hold, we have no idea how heavy they are. Mm. Most of the things we want to hold, a lot of people, they want to hold certain things or there are certain people right now that can testify, not me, I'm saying they can testify uh, that I, I can testify previously that when you stepped into marriage or stepped into business or stepped into ministry, you realize this thing was heavier or is heavier than what I imagined. Oftentimes we have these heavy thoughts that make us believe that that is easy to lift what we're imagining. But we have to understand that a lot of the 
things that we want to hold in life, like a marriage, like a business, like a ministry, like a, any kind of role or position, no matter what it is, it is heavier than what you think. Most of the things we want to hold are, we have no idea how heavy they are. The problem, let's get into it. Many people are striving to hold things in positions they are not whole enough to hold. Many people are striving to hold things in positions they are not whole enough to hold. These individuals fail to realize that their level of endurance and strength must match, must match, must equal in full, not partially, but it must match in full what it would take to hold what they are either reaching for or currently holding. That's so heavy, so meaty, but we got to chew through it. Many people are striving, they're pressing, they're reaching, they're pursuing to hold things, things like a position or whatever, or hold things like a, whatever it is, in positions like a husband, a wife, or a leader, etc., that they are not whole enough to hold. The enemy knows how heavy most things in this world are. And he knows that without being held by God, I want to make sure I say that right here, in order to hold well, you must be held well, meaning that I have to be held by God in order for me to hold anything of God. And a lot of people are endeavoring to hold in physical frame only, in mental capability capacity only, but they're unable, they're going, it's going to be proven that they were not able or stable enough to hold it because without God, we cannot hold the things of God. So if you're trying to hold things that are of God, a man of God, a woman of God, a business of God, a ministry of God, an idea of God, you got to be of God. You got to be held by him in order to hold. So many people are striving to hold things in positions they are not whole enough to hold or not held enough to hold. They're not held enough by God to hold those things its full duration. These individuals fail to realize that their level of endurance and strength must match in full. That my endurance, that's why we have to go through various trials. That's why we have to go through certain modules. That's why we have to go through pruning phases. That's why we got to go deeper and deeper in a sanctification process so that we can be able to endure. Those who endure to the end shall be saved. Those who endure to the end can save, can save a marriage, can save children. Those who have the endurance to the end, the ability to go to its full duration are able to save. Now I know what that scripture means, you hear what I'm saying, but it's double entendre with it, that those who endure with salvation to the end shall be saved. But you see what I'm saying there. It says individuals fail to realize that their level of endurance and strength, strength, capability, capacity must match that me. I have to I have to match what it means to be a husband. I have to match what it means eventually to be a parent. I have to match what it means to be a coach. I have to match it in full. See, in our own ability, we're not full enough. But when we have the fullness of the Godhead indwelling us by his spirit, then we're able to match, right? What it will take to hold what they are either reaching for, marriage, ministry, business, I, uh, uh, whatever, whatever it is, or what they're currently holding. Every day I have to assess, how am I holding my, my position as a husband? How am I holding in my position, my marriage? Wholeness is not just about obtaining it. It's about sustaining it. 
Meaning that in order for me to sustain wholeness, sustain completeness, sustain lacking nothingness, I have to stay in it. I have to uh, uh, assess it. I have to audit it. I got to acknowledge God in it, right? So we have to say, how am I holding what I'm currently holding? And am I whole enough to hold what I desire to hold? Next point. In life, in life, you are either currently or will eventually hold poorly or properly the following. In life, you are either currently or will eventually hold poorly or properly the following things. Number one, your personal relationship with God. How are you currently holding you and God's relationship? See, God can hold it on his end, but how are you holding on your end? Now, we'll never be able to match God in full capacity, but thank God we got his spirit that matches him in full capacity. See, in my own effort, in my own strength, I am incapable to match God. But because I have his spirit who is fully God, I, through him, if I allow him to lead me, can match him fully. Right. So I got to make sure that I keep investing and relying in the spirit of God so that I'm able to match and balance things out and being able to discern things in and out to make sure that I don't lose faith and that I don't fall into doubt. Right. So how are you currently holding your relationship with God and those who are not saved? Are you are you are you ready for that? Right. Next people. How are you currently holding people right now? Who are the people in your life right now? Are you holding them properly or poorly? Think about it. The children, the man, the wife, the husband, your friends. How are you currently holding them? We're talking about people dependents. We're talking about people that you have no choice but to hold. We ain't talking about coworkers and stuff like that, right? How are you currently holding? How will you eventually hold that person you want to hold you or you want to hold as a man? Or you want to hold you as a husband. You see what I'm saying? As far as submission and and, and leadership and et cetera when it comes to marriage. Who are those people? What about children? Are you too wounded to be a parent? Could it be that you could be setting your child to go through unnecessary traumas because you never overcame your trauma? So before you even think about holding children, you got to make sure you're not a child. You got to make sure that you're worth, that you're able and capable of being a parent by relying on the full capacity of the spirit of God. So how are you going to be able to hold the people, the children, the husband, the wife, the friends, the, the congregation, if you want to be a minister? See, going, how are you currently or will it, how will you eventually hold products? How are you going to, can, do, are you mature enough to hold a device that has access to certain sites? Are you mature enough, whole enough? Just because you married doesn't mean that you can't have accountability with your devices. How can you hold products <clears throat> like food, anything that's a product? How do you currently hold the things that are products in your life right now? T television, cellular, cell phones, uh, um, any type of product, car, you see what I'm saying? Pens, pay, all those different things. I can go deep in that, but for time, say this is an introductory message, so I want to kind of go through it uh, um, uh, as quickly but as thoroughly as possible. How will you, how are you currently or will eventually hold positions? See, a husband is not a noun only. A wife is not a noun only. A leader is not a noun only. They are more verbs than there are nouns. So most people, they want the position because they want the title, but they don't want the position with the treasures of that position. I have to have certain treasures that I give my wife at, at, in the position of a husband, et cetera, right? And we'll break some of these more points down throughout the course. We have a whole year of some change. Um, Lord willing. Problems. How do you currently or eventually hold problems? 
What are the problems in your life and how are you currently holding them? When a problem comes to your life or comes to your life or you meet a trial, how do you hold those problems? See, the goal in life is not about when problems come. It's about when problems come to a problem solver. See, I want to be a problem solver. So no matter when a problem or how a problem comes, I can solve them. So how are you currently holding the problems in your life? Are you pouting or are you pushing, pressing, producing? How are you holding problems? How will you eventually hold a problem? When the problem comes, are you strengthened enough in your faith to hold them? Prosperity. Uh, how are you currently holding the money that you have right now? Many people want to be a millionaire, but they're not good at being a thousandaire. People want to be a thousandaire, but they're not good at being a hundredaire. Many people want to be a hundredaire, but they're not good at being a dollarnaire. You know what I'm saying? There's levels to this. How I manage 10 will determine how I manage 100. How I manage 100 will determine how I manage 1,000. How I manage 1,000 will determine how I manage 100,000. How I manage 100,000 will determine how, how I will manage a million. Money follows stewards. The increasing, the increasing of prosperity is predicated on the person and their capability to steward. How do you currently hold money? How will you eventually hold money? <clears throat> All these things tie for sure. How do you currently hold the past? <laughs> and how will you eventually hold the past? How do you currently hold the past? Do you hold the past as a reference point or do you hold the past as a residence? See, my past is nothing but a reference for me to learn from, to glean from, to understand. And most of my past is utilized to see how far God has brought me and to see how faithful God has been. See, when you look at your past as an end versus how you have been uh, uh, developed with the level of endurance to proceed, then you're not going to proceed. How do you hold the past? How will you eventually hold the past? Right now in your present, you're writing, you're writing out your current past. Think about that. Right now, two minutes ago was the past. 20 seconds ago was the past. How I utilize my present will determine how better my past becomes. Don't worry about the past 20 years ago. Don't worry about the past years ago. Worry about the past minutes ago. Because how I manage the past minutes ago will determine how greater my past become. And it makes my past lighter to hold because the most recent past is a great past. How will you currently or eventually hold power? How will you hold power? In this hour, how will you hold power? How will you hold power in that hour? Will you have self-control? Will you have self-restraint? Will you be gentle, empathetic, balanced with that power? And perspectives. How do you handle the way you think? Either you have sinking thinking or brinking thinking. Give me one second. Either you have uh, brinking thinking or sinking thinking. Meaning, how do you handle and hold your perspectives? Do you have the mind of Christ or the mind of this world? Let's keep going for time's sake. So we'll break some of these things down. Uh, uh, the notes are available in, in the description box of the YouTube video. So make sure you check that out <clears throat> and you'll be able to see all these notes and also have an activity for you. Let's keep going. Now, are you whole enough? And then I think I'm pretty much done because I don't want to make this too long because I have a lot of notes and I want to take my time. Are you whole enough? That phrase, when God gave it to me last book, The Purpose of Singleness, or the, or the last course, it was, are you whole or full of holes? This course, God told me to talk about, are you whole enough to hold? And this sentence right here is so thorough, so I want to take the next 10 minutes to break it down because it's already weighted right now. 
First part, are you? Are you whole enough? Are you? Self-reflection, self-accountability has become a lost art. Many of us are not reflective enough. Many of us are not self-examining enough. Many of us are not willing to look in the mirror. We have excuses for what we have. Our excuses eliminates our examination. We don't examine because we have excuses. Our excuses are bigger than our examining. We have to be able to examine, am I truthfully at this moment whole enough? Am I strong enough? Am I healthy enough? Am I able enough to hold what I want to hold? Now, thank God for God's grace and mercy. So if you're in a relationship or in a marriage or you have a child and things right now that you're like, man, coach, real talk, I don't think I'm whole enough, but you got the holy one in you that will help to feel who already felt to the brim all the way through the hole in your life. So that you can hold the things of life. But you have to understand that God can redeem the time. But the redemption of time is predicated on your willingness to allow your mind to be renewed. When you allow your mind to be renewed, time begins to be redeemed. And then you can be used by God to redeem your daughter, to redeem your son, to redeem your marriage, to redeem your position, to redeem the money that you lost. Whatever the canker worm stole or whatever that the thief has stolen, they will have to return it to you a hundredfold. But it starts right here in the mind. I have this point here. Personal honesty leads to personal help which leads to a proper hold. Personal honesty, looking in the mirror, looking at the perfect law of liberty, the word of God, looking at yourself, examining yourself, being honest with yourself leads to personal help. How can I help others if I'm hurting? You heard the phrase, hurt people, hurt people. I also have this one, hold people, hold people. I have to be whole to hold up the part I have to hold in my marriage. I have to be whole to hold them little ezzies when they come through. I have to be whole to hold my position in the school system. I have to be whole. But every day, in order for me to sustain that wholeness, I can't rejoice at the wholeness I once had. I can't be over here jumping around and celebrating an antiquated ancient form of wholeness. I got to see, am I in wholeness now? Am I being sustained right now? So are you? Personal honesty leads to personal help. When I'm honest with myself, I can then help myself, right? So personal honesty, me saying, hey, fam, what are the holes in my life? Am I really just coasting through this thing or am I really who I need to be for this thing? So I have to be personally honest with myself, which leads to personal help, which leads to a proper hold. Every day I got to look at myself, Josh, how were you as a man today? <clears throat> no, no, no. How were you as a son today? Josh, how were you as a Sunday? How were you as a son of God today? Then I can examine how was I as a man today? Then after I look at how I was a man today, then I can say, how was I as a husband today? After that, after I examine how was I as a husband, how was I as a minister today, as a coach today, as a friend today? Sonship leads to us being able to hold anything else in life. I've got to assess, am I truly uh, uh, receiving the, 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 the mystery of sonship to a living God? Because once I continue to sustain my sonship in God, I can sustain every other position from God. Because positions are given from God. I want positions that are given to me from him. I don't want to pursue a position that's not from him. Let's keep going. 
This is good, man. Personal honesty leads to personal health, which leads to a proper hold. Now, what is hold? Are you whole enough to hold? Hold. Wholeness doesn't mean perfection. Please understand. Wholeness doesn't mean perfection. It means uh, prepared and healthy enough to hold. It holds me because I'm not perfect. The goal is to be prepared. That's why I'm so glad that prerequisite season, which is as valuable as the season of man of singleness, helped prepare me. That's why you can't look at singleness and be like, I don't want to be in the midst of this. You got to look at this because when you don't want to be in the midst of this, you're you're going against the resistance that's going to make you strong enough to have an existence. Right. So when you understand that singleness was a gift, that 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 childhood was a gift, it was preparatory season to prepare you for the other phases of life, not just marriage, but for every other position. Because my singleness, my time as a teenager, all those trials were worth my while to make me versatile. To hold things is full while. So hold it for as long as I can, no matter what comes through the wild, no matter what comes to try to take it, no matter what comes to try to devour it, devour it or defile it. I know that I'm whole enough. Those seasons prepared me. And if you're fighting against your singleness, fighting against this period of life, then you're not going to be strong enough for life because life will punch you in the face and don't care how pretty it is or how whatever it is. And you got to say, hey, my singleness is a gift. This season of my marriage is a gift because marriage is separated into to groups. We are three years in our marriage come October, right? And this phase of our marriage is preparing us for the next phase of my marriage. So I can't just be, why, why God? Why us, God? Why do we have to go through this? No, we got to go through this to sustain that. So wholeness and seasonal, transitional seasons, whatever, are beneficial to position you to hold things. So you got to say, hey, God, try me. Don't be God, why me? Say, God, no, try me. Try me with fire. Try me with fire because when gold is placed in the oven and if the fire is cooking it, all the impurities on the gold comes to the top. Why God tries us is so that the impurities in us come to the top. So all he has to do is wipe it off the top. So that's why we have to be tried by fire. That's why we got to go through tough seasons. That's why. So the things can come to the top and all he has to do is wipe it off the top. And now you will be have, you have been proven to be solid gold. So you can't bump up against the resistance or you will be shortening your existence. Wholeness doesn't mean perfection. It means prepared. It means that I'm healthy enough. And you just can't say, oh, I was healthy then. No, you got to say, am I healthy now? I just can't be like, oh, my first two years of marriage, I was prepared. No, no, no. I got to sustain preparation. Every day I'm sharpening my craft. I'm sharpening the way I engage with my wife. I'm sharpening all the very facets of my life. Because I know I got to stay in wholeness, not just obtain wholeness. So wholeness doesn't mean perfection. It means preparedness. It means healthy, being healthy enough to hold it. I want to be healthy when my kids come. I want to make sure my home is healthy enough for them. So I can't get mad at God and why is it, why it took three years. If it takes three years, fine. I, God knows how he wants them little Ezzies to come in. The issue is we want to do things in our own time frame, and then we find ourselves outside of the frame that God has pictured us in. Right. So we got to say, yo, God, hey, however long, because God is saying, hey, man, 
There are certain things that I want to birth. I don't want children of mine to be birthed in dysfunction. I want them to be birthed into a functional environment. It means you are able, here's some things. We talked about this in the, the Purpose of Singleness course, but it's, it's, it's beneficial here. It means you are able. Wholeness means I'm able to do it. I am equipped to do it. I have the capabilities to do it. I'm able. It also means that I'm stable. I'm mentally stable, emotionally stable, financially stable, spiritually stable, right? I'm stable, meaning that no matter what comes my way, I'm stable. So you don't want to marry a man or marry a woman or be in a situation where, where there's not no stability, that you, there's no predictability. See, I want to be predictable because predictability can save my life. If my wife knows that I typically come home between the hours of five and seven, if I don't come home around 11, she's calling people. I have to be predictable for her stability, right? So I have to be stable. I can't just be moved by everything. It, it don't matter what comes in my life. I can't be moved. I don't care what's going on in our world today. They, the world is not my rock. God is my rock. So wholeness is God saying, let me hold you. You should let me hold you. You see what I'm saying? He wants you. He wants to hold you. So no matter what comes around in his life, you're stable. Because no matter what happens in my life as a husband, I got to stay stable. It also means, am I capable? We already talked about, am I capable? Do I have the cape that proves I'm able? Superman, do I got the cape that says I'm able, that I'm capable? So when people see the Superman cape or the Batman cape, they know that person is capable. You, I'm just playing on words here. Wholeness means I'm responsible, that I'm able to respond. Wholeness means I have the full capacity to respond. And if I don't have it in my frame, then I know that I have it in the Holy Spirit. That's why I don't get nervous about the different levels of marriage or husbandhood that I enter in. Because I didn't grow up in a home where I saw a husband. But I'm not going to let that keep me from being a husband. A lot of people right now, they're afraid. They're afraid to be a husband, afraid to be a wife, afraid to be a parent because they didn't see it. Who cares if you never see or saw how it was? You got the one who know how to be and know how to make you be it. That's the beautiful thing about it. So when you rely on the Holy Spirit, there's no need to fear when you find yourself in certain areas because you know, hey, greater is he that's in me than even me. So that means I have, through the Holy Spirit, I'm able to respond to these, my wife, even if I don't have no recollection of how to respond. I know that I have the Spirit of God that will teach me how to respond and will give me the words fitting in how to respond. That's why I don't carry, don't enter into responsibilities if you don't have the ability to properly respond to it. Are you able to respond to the frustrations of a husband, the frustration of a wife, the frustration of kids, the frustration of life? Are you accountable? Whole people don't mind being accountable, held accountable. Check up on me. That's what it got to be. Look after me so that I can be who I need to be. A whole people are dependable. They are able to be dependent on. And also whole people are wise with their dependability. Just because you have the ability to be dependent on don't mean you're supposed to, de uh, uh, to uh, be dependable. There's levels to my dependability. I, it's levels to my energy. My first fruit, the first fruits of my energy, the tenth of my energy, all of my energy, it belongs to God. After God, then it's delegated to my life, to me. Then after delegated to my life, then it's dedicated to my wife. Then everybody else gets the scraps, fam. See what I'm saying? God gets it there. God gets the first fruits because I know if I give him the bulk of my energy, I will be energized. And if I'm energized, then I'm energized for my wife, my children, and the people that fall under that as far as family. 
<clears throat> they're unavailable. I love that. Whole people are unavailable. Whole people says, I'm sorry, I cannot be available to everyone and everything because I have to be available to God first. I have to be available for myself second. And I got to be available for things that are after that. They're unavailable. They know I don't, I'm unavailable for these certain things. I'm not going to go to the club. I'm not going to hang out with y'all. Y'all don't got no focus. Y'all don't got no goals. I'm unavailable for the stu stupid things of life. I'm unavailable. I'm not available for certain things. You got to be, whole people know how to say no. They're able to say, you know, I'm unavailable for that. Uh, whole people are suitable. They are suitable, meaning they have the suit that fits it. There's a dress code that comes with wholeness. I got kids in my school right now that don't like the school because of the dress code. They don't understand that no matter where you go in life, there's a dress code. Even if you have a business, you're going to require a dress code because you're going to want people to represent you well. Wholeness has a certain suit about it, has a certain dress about it. People can look at a man and be like, oh, that's a husband. I can see it already. I, even, the ring don't even show that he's a husband. I can see that he's a husband on how he's not even looking at Big Booty Judy over there. I, I can see that she's a wife because she's suited as a wife. I can see that that's a good parent. They suited as a parent. I can see that he's a great man. It's not by the suit that he wears in front of the church, but I can see that he's suited for it. Got to be suitable. Whole people are likable and lovable, man. You're not going to always be lovable, but, you, but, but people love to be around because you carry truth and you carry grace. They're durable, they're invaluable, meaning that they're rare. Durable means they're able to go the full duration there. They're able to sustain that position. That's why you never should get into a position without first listening to see if God even wants you to be in that position. They're invaluable, they're rare, they're priceless, and they know they're invaluable. They know they're valuable. They're readable. You're able, you're able to look at them and read them like a book. They're readable. They're, they're not sneaky. They're not conniving. It, who they are is who they are. They don't, they don't have no hidden chapters. They're who they are. They're readable. And last but not least, they are teachable. They are willing to be taught. They are forever students, forever disciples. I love that. Are you whole? Next word, enough. Enough means grace for, supply for, the capacity for. I'm enough. I have the grace for my wife. My wife has the grace for me that has been given and deposited to her, measured to her by God, uh, God's grace for her, right? And God's grace for me that when we come together, we're graced for the race with each other. Before you get in a race with a man, before you get in a race with a woman, ask yourself, is this grace, is this race graced? Is this race graced by God? Because if it's not graced by God, it's not going to go through. If, if, you, if you don't, if you never press through anything, if you haven't realized what it means to be healthy, empathetic and gracious, then you're not and, and you're and you're and you're partnering with the wrong one. Then you ain't going to have enough. They'll waste that grace of yours. They'll waste that enoughness of yours on other things. But if y'all two were graced for each other, then y'all would have this supernatural grace to finish y'all's race with each other. Right. So grace enough means I have the grace for the supply for and the capacity for. That's why I don't want to hold anything that I'm not whole for, because God measures a certain amount of faith, a certain amount of grace for a thing. When you hold on something, not grace for that thing will break you. Right? I don't want anything. I don't want to hold anything that I am not graced for by God to hold or whole enough to hold. God knows when me and my wife are whole enough to hold children. God knows when me and my wife are whole enough and ho uh, ho uh, whole enough to hold millions. He knows. That's why I'm not going to be a villain or a civilian. I'm going to be the one I need to be to hold millions. I'm going to be the one I need to be to hold my children. 
but it is perfect timing. I have the supply for. My wife only gets a certain supply. She's exclusive. My children are going to get exclusive supply. I may have, a, I may be a father figure to many, but when them little edges come out, they're going to get a certain level of supply that the kids that I'm a father figure are not going to get the supply of. All right? You hear what I'm saying? Now, next point. Your enough versus his enough. Big difference. That's why you can't rely on your degrees, your education, who you know, what you know, all that knowledge, all that experience. That's enough. That's cool. That may be enough, but there's a difference between your enough and his enough. See, his enough makes me enough, right? For the stuff, for the rough, for everything, right? But when you get so focused on your enough, you ain't enough for the stuff. You ain't enough. I'm not enough. So I have to realize the balance between my enough and his enough. So when I find myself where my enough is empty, I can switch gears into the one that's fully enough. But is God enough for you? Is he your everything? Are you connected to him? Do you know how much he loves you? Because the love of God, the perfect love of God, we're not talking about the, the problematic love of this world. We're talking about the perfect love of God is what casts out all fear. The reason why we're fumbling is because we're full of fear. The reason why we're not holding things right, because we're full of fear. We're afraid of who we are. We're afraid of who we could be. We're afraid, we're afraid, we're afraid. There, that's why the, the enemy comes in raids, because we're afraid. But when you know that God's enough, then when you feel empty, Fill you up to the full capacity to do things supernaturally. So there's a big difference between your enough and his enough. That's why I got to say, hey, I, I, you may be whole enough financially to be a husband, but are you whole enough spiritually to be a husband? Are you whole enough mentally to be a husband? Are you whole enough uh, um, uh, emotionally to be a husband? You, babe, you may have a lot to offer to the table of a marriage as a woman, but you can't just say, hey, I'm whole enough for all these different traits, but are you whole enough holistically? You may be able to say, that's why you can't put nothing in no woman. If you ain't, you see, it is not the ground that's responsible for the seed. It's the one that plants the seed. That's why men run away from women, run away from their children, because they, they were bold enough and full enough to plant the seed, but they wasn't enough to grow the seed. It is not the ground's responsibility to a degree. The ground plays a role. It's the farmer, the one who plants the seed. Even though the woman carries a child for nine months, it's the one that planted the seed that has to guard the seed, protect the seed, steward the seed, direct the seed, and, and make sure that the ground stays stable, the woman. So people got to stop just planting and, just, and doing all these different things without assessing, am I whole enough? Am I able, capable of sustaining a thing? That's what makes choices a little bit more heavier now. Then you, when you measure, that's why I heard Bizzle say, I, I think I posted on my Instagram. I'm going to make sure I pull up. I, uh, oh, okay. I got my, uh, anyway, he said the, the, the weight of sin will be always greater than the weight of pleasure. The, 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 the consequence of sin will last longer than the moments of pleasure. That's why you got to think it through real quick for time's sake. The definition of enough means that you're adequate for the want or need of and need of adequate for what my want, what my wife wants. I'm adequate for what my wife needs. I'm adequate for. And if I'm not in my current frame, I know the spirit of God stays the same and keeps me able to gain and help my wife gain. 
Enough also means sufficient for the purpose of. Do If you don't know your purpose, then you won't know the sufficiency you need to have for the purpose of anything. Because when you know your purpose and the purpose of the things that you want to hold or the purpose of the children you're currently holding or the purpose of the man that you're currently holding and y'all holding each other, the purpose of the ministry you hold and the purpose of the mid-business hold, then, then you're not going to be sufficient for it. The Bible says his grace is sufficient. And if you run in a race that God ain't grace for, then you can't get mad when God doesn't endorse it. God just doesn't endorse everything. That's why a lot of these marriages are struggling. Now, don't get me wrong. God can redeem a marriage. God can redeem children. God can redeem it all. But you have to be renewed for it all. So what I'm saying is, but if you keep partaking and keep engaging in things that God didn't grace for, you can't get mad at God when he doesn't endorse it. What happens when the athletes get into situations and then Nike, Adidas, uh, Puma starts pulling their endorsements away because they endorsed you in the character they knew? Then we start engaging different things that they didn't know about. They have to remove themselves so they won't be uh, uh, equated with. God cannot be equated. He doesn't relate to sin. So when you're in sin, his grace may be sufficient sufficient for the salvation in you, but it won't be. God ain't going to grace that business of sin. God's going to grace that that, that love of sin. He's not going to grace that. You now got to learn how to navigate and And now God may not uh, cause everything, but he can make you by any cause. So that's what should give you a time to pause. Is this cause going to lead to a consequence that I don't want to be with? Let's keep going. That's just the first one, man. Let me let me get through this quickly. So me and my wife have some somewhere we have to go. Um, man, more points. Are you whole enough to hold? Are you whole enough to hold? Hold up and hold back. <laughs> you got to be holding up to hold back your tongue. <laughs> hold back your emotions. See, see, the goal is not to win battles. It's to win war. I, told, I tell kids all the time, don't try to win every battle. Just make sure that you're in position to win the war. First off, the war has already been won. So then sometimes you can leave unnecessary battles because the war has already been won. Sometimes people want to beckon you into battles, but you already won the war. So walk in your winning. Mm. Let's keep going. Hold, hold up and hold back. Means hold by definition. I'm going to give a lot of definitions. It means to grasp. But just don't go and grasp it. Last it. Hold means to carry. Ooh. You got to have, listen, 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 fellas. You got to have broad shoulders to be a husband. People in ministry, you got to have broad shoulders to be in ministry. Because you got to carry certain burdens. What about those quiet burdens you're carrying? You you got to, you got to be, you got to be able to carry it. And that's why you got to know you're enough versus God's enough. There's certain things, hey fam, when people come to me, boom, put them on God's shoulders. There's some things I can carry. I can carry that. Baby, give me them, give me that, give me that water. I carry it. I'm not gonna be like, God, can you carry these waters for my wife? No, God, like, man, lazy behind. Go out there and carry the waters. And you know how we men do. We're trying to carry everything one trip. We're capable. But when it comes to certain burdens that I and my uh male uh capacity, man capacity cannot hold, I know who to carry that to. So if I'm held, then I can hold what I'm supposed to hold. And then I'm wise enough to give what God can only hold. Real quickly, grasp, carry, or support with one's hands. Hands mean ability or strength. Another definition is contain or be capable of containing. 
I contain holding, so I'm capable of holding. Oh, I love that. A specified, a specific amount. <clears throat> the reason why many of us fail and we don't prevail is because we're covering things, we're carrying things we shouldn't. God has a specific amount, a measure of faith, a measure of grace. When I talk about salvation, I'm talking about capabilities. He has a measure that he gives us. Beyond that measure is on you, fam. That's why you got to be able to say, hey, God, what's my specified amount? What's my specific amount for my season right now? What's the specific amount for the specific season right now, God? All right. Oh, uh, man, we're going to it's going to be a great course, man. I'm excited. Y'all got to share this with everybody, you know, get the book, man, because the book is powerful, heavy. It's a heavy book. I'm not saying in, in literal. I'm talking about spiritually and the healing that it was going to give people. Definition means to remain secure, intact or in position without breaking or giving way. That means I got to hold, I got to hold this intact. I got to remain, I love that word remain. I got to remain secure. I got to remain intact. I got to remain in position. I got to remain in position as a husband. I have to remain. I don't care what girl comes. I got to remain as a husband. You can't take the husband cap off, fam. You can't take the wife off, fam. So you got to remain. You got to remain so you can stay the same as far as the position you hold. Uh, so that you don't break away or give way, giving away, you're breaking without breaking. So when a woman walks by, your neck don't be breaking. You see what I'm saying? Because you remain in position or giving way, falling or giving away things that your wife's supposed to only have, giving away things that only your children's supposed to have, giving away things that only your husband has. So you remain the same so everybody can that's under you can, can uh, maintain. It also means be or remain valid or available. That means I remain valid or available. I, I can hold this position. I'm available as a coach. I'm available as a husband. I'm available as a son of God. I'm available. Next, to have as a privilege, to have as a privilege or position of responsibility. Holding certain positions, you should look at it as a privilege, not to you, but for your village. <laughs> privilege is not privy just to me. It's privy to the village. I'm a privilege to the village. So when I hold a position as a husband, it's a privilege, not for me. I don't, I'm not a husband so my wife can cook 14 meals a day for me so that my wife can do whatever she well, I, I, no, I What I have is a privilege to the village. It says to have as a mark of a distinction. That's why when you hold a position, you should be distinctive. That man's a husband. That, that single man is a man of God, following God. That woman is a woman of God. There should be a distinction because of the position you hold. The anointing should show. The favor should show it. The glory of God should show it on your life. When people look at me, they should automatically think, that's a real man of God. That I've seen a bunch of MOGs by, by title alone, but that man, I got, uh-uh. I got to hold it. Everything else, I fold it. I don't want the world. I don't want the things that I got to hold my position because there's a lot of kids listening, a lot of kids watching. So hold means to have as a mark of distinction, to keep under restraint. Hold means that I have self-control. A whole person can control. There are some people that I want to just, you know what I'm saying? Kids be clapping back. I got Kids don't understand. I got so many jokes for them, but I got to restrain it. Because if I let loose, they'll be in school tomorrow. I might not be. <clears throat> So hold means to keep under restraint, to prevent free expression of. I may be free to express, but I got to be wise as a serpent. In these days, you can't be dumb, yo. 
You got the Bible says be gentle as a dove and wise as a serpent. You, you just can't be just expressing how you feel online all the time. You got to know, if you look at my social media posts, you ain't seen nothing about nothing. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing about nothing. I ain't talked about no current events. I'm not, I'm not expressing that. Not because of financial reasons. No, because you got to be wise out here, fam. You can't just be stupid and expressing how you feel all the time. You got to know how to have restraint. Even though I have the freedom of expression. Now, what you're going to get is that gospel from me. What you're going to get is that truth from me. I'll express that. I don't care. They put a whatever to me. I don't want to express that. But I ain't going to be stupid in expressing how I feel about everything. Causing unnecessary back and forth. Taking time away from my wife because I got to I gotta clap back with my fingers. To prevent from some action, some things you want to act on, but you got to hold back. You want to act on a relationship right now, but you need to hold back. I know you have, I know you want to be married right now. I know you want to marry, right but you got to hold those feelings back. You can't have a tsunami in your spirit. You can't have no storm in your spirit. All your spirit waves tossing to and fro on the on the walls of your heart because you want some. Never mind, I ain't gonna go that far. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you gotta, you gotta be able to say, "Hey, man, I gotta hold these emotions back. I gotta be responsible. You can't let emotions just keep going. <clears throat> you can't let feelings flood because flood when they flood, they'll flood you out. You gotta say, "Hey, man, <clears throat> I gotta hold these feelings back." Yeah, you may want to be married, but do you know how heavy marriage is? Yeah, you want children, but you know how heavy children is? Yeah, you want ministry, but you know how heavy ministry is? Everybody wants to hold the look of a thing, but they don't want to hold the lasting of that thing. Everybody wants to go to Instagram and look like they're holding a marriage, look like they're holding a relationship, look like they're holding a friendship, look like they're holding all these different ships, but there have been torpedoes all through that thing, and what you're witnessing is sinking. So what you see, they got a picture of what of how it was once they sailed, but then you what over time you'll see they wasn't able to prevail. So don't keep looking about how you want to look. You gotta let it. Do I look like the lasting one? That's why the last shall be first and the first shall be last. You heard me say this many times. The first will be last because they're the first one to get it. They rushed to it. They got it, and the people behind them all envious and judged. That's why God said, "Don't do that." The comparison is deep to joy. Why? Because the first people got to it first, but then they realized I'm in a hearse now. I'm dying. I'm, this thing is killing me. And now they're last. Now they got to repeat it. So all those people that's getting married now, time will reveal that they will complete it. Then all of a sudden they got married three years. You were single for four years. You were sad for two of them. Then realize by the time you got to your fifth year of singleness, they're divorced. But then your man was supposed to come in the sixth year. Your woman was supposed to come in the sixth year. So the last will be first because when they get there, they learn from all the first people and learn from how they dealt with it. Now they know how to last because they saw what passed them. Last, you, you want to be last because last, last. That's why LaMelo Ball is probably going to have a better career than Lonzo Ball because he was the last boy. He played against his big brother. He played against the middle brother. And now he's probably going to have a greater career. We, we talk about basketball. We're not talking about character. He probably will have a greater uh, basketball uh, life because he was the last boy. He saw a lot. He saw what not to do. It's okay to be last because the last last family. To prevent from some action, to keep back from use, to make liable or accountable or bound to an obligation. So my question to you is, are you whole enough to hold? I hope this part one was a blessing to you. Make sure you check out 
and get the book, The Wholeness Journal. That's why this, this course is called The Wholeness Journey, because this wholeness journal will help you with your wholeness journey, because the journey never ends. The journey of wholeness never ends. And so I hope this bless this uh, message was a blessing. This part one, family. I can't even, I can't wait to get into what completeness means. Being complete to compete to complete. I have to be complete to compete. It should be unfair to compete. I'm getting to my next message, but I'm going to say it right now. It should be, Christians should be unfair. The world should be crying out to us, talking about why y'all always winning? Leaders don't care about the God you serve if you keep their bottom line up. Joseph, Pharaoh didn't care about who Joseph God was. Joseph solved the problem. The, the, the king didn't care about Daniel's God until after the lion's thing. He didn't care. Daniel solved the problem. So you have to be completed in Christ so that you can compete and you should be dominated. We should be dominated. That's for next week. Love y'all, man. Get the book, The Wholeness Journal. Right now on my website, here it is. The Wholeness Journal, man, this book has articles. This book has, oh, I got the book right here. I'm tripping. Hold on. Now, these are the proof copies, so please forgive me. I got to get my uh, other copies. Here it is right here, The Wholeness Journal. It has a lot of uh, worksheets in there, buckets on what you want to hold, what you're currently holding, great activities. It also has um, pictures in there that kind of motivate you, great pictures in there, uh, articles. A ton of articles for you to be able to understand what it means to hold. And the articles are black pages. So worry, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. A lot of different articles, different places for you to reflect. Also in the back, there are um, 50, a 52-week journal for you to process every week. Hold you accountable in regards to your wholeness. Uh, what else I have? Just a lot of articles. Um, just a lot of great things in this book. So here's the uh, white cover way. And here's the purple skyline coverway. So these both both of these books are available on. I left my card game in the car, did I? Hold on, hold on. I'll show y'all that next week. We have another rollout for that. So I'll roll that card game out. Um, I love you all. Make sure you get the book now. Available on Amazon. The Wholeness Journal. Uh, share this out to as many people as you can. Um, in our in our per the purpose of singleness course, we had over a thousand people on that course. Um, so let's get those same same people come over and get more people in because I'm telling you, we got to hold things to the end. So I want to be that coach to help y'all do so. I love you. Y'all be blessed. Um, I pray y'all got a lot of it. Share this uh, website. I am unplugged.com. Where am I at with my stuff, man? I am unplugged.com. Card games, resources, books, uh, uh, ways to support what I do. If you feel led to give, you can give there, all that good stuff. All this available on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Make sure check out other books like The Purpose of Singleness. You see the bucket there. That's the bucket with the holes. A uh, book on called Dating Prep, How to Become Dateable, How to Date God, Date Yourself so You Can Become Dateable to Date the Love of Your Life Forever. If you're struggling with, struggling with soul ties, The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties and Uproot Strongholds. That book's available. My latest book before this book was called Counterfeit a Counterpart. And I didn't even do this book is justice is due justice. Uh, this book is powerful on discernment, how to continue to discern the will of God in every area of life. And uh, to sign up, register for this course, go to lifework.teachable.com. Find the course, The Wholeness Journey. Register. I will be giving away, uh, uh, I'll be giving, I'll be giving away giveaways every month. I'll be giving away shirts. Uh, I got my hoodie here. Uh, whole. I'll be giving away uh, products like this. Got the bucket on the back. I'll be giving away, oh, Lord. 
you see, I got to work on my merch presentation with the bucket on the back, hole on the front, plenty of shirts. Um, I am a plug. Get your merch, get your shirts. Uh, for those who help get the word out, you got to show me proof that you sharing online, that you sharing with people, uh, that you got, you give me a list of names of people that you have helped register uh, for the course, people that you got books for, people that you show, whatever it is, I'll be giving away every month of this course, whether I'll be giving away uh, journals for you to give away or journals for you, giving away shirts and merch, giving away uh, coaching sessions, free coaching sessions for those who help get the word out. So make sure you tag me online. When you get your book, tag me online that you got the book at my coach, Josh. Tag me, tag me. Uh, what else? Uh, make sure I see it. Email me. Uh, go to my website. Go to contact. Share with me uh, that you are pushing. And I'm going to get y'all merch. And you know I'm a giver. So you may get two or three things in that bu- in that box. Uh, so uh, card games I'll be giving away for those who helping us make a way to help people find their way so they can hold things the full duration of their life. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. This was such oh, God's good. This was such awesome teaching coach. God gets the glory. Last, last. Wow, that's good. That's right. Last, last. Trust his process. There are no shortcuts in God's process and plans. Right, Chris. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, uh, Yvette. Uh, uh, Christine got a little, a little humor, you know, coach gonna keep, make y'all laugh. Thank you guys, girl. Uh, thank y'all so much. Uh, so much wise counsel. God gets the glory. Thank y'all so much for watching. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.